we back. <laughs> and um, this is another episode of Supremacy versus Inferiority. I even think you know what I connote when I'm just saying those words, taking out what is going to be the next episode. So I'm going to give you a a little prequel of that, which is going to be titled Black and White, Red and Blue. And I'm going to just talk on some thoughts about that. All still tying into one thing. We're dealing with our own creations. They didn't tell us how powerful we actually are. We have to come into our own understanding of that. And when you do, the first thing your ego attaches itself to is something that can reflect back to you. No, it's not. (laughs) So one of the ways that I kind of look at that is it's something I'll, I'll tell a quick story. Now, I call this story Four Daughters. And in the story, you have daughter number one, two, three, and four. Daughter number one, being the oldest, was groomed in a generation being the child of a boomer who worked hard and came from a southern legacy of annually going to Big Mama's house for annual dinners and social interaction with family. Now, daughter number one actually chose more of an independent path. She actually went on to be very esteemed in academia, went on to a prestigious college, graduated with honors from her university, got three degrees in business, and is one of the top CEOs in the United States. However, her siblings, all with similar goals initially, actually went on to become mothers of children, wives to very successful husbands, you know, as far as middle class success. Not to the extent of big sis, sister number one, but to a level of comfort where they're in, let's say, a $250,000 a year, $150,000 to $250,000 a year annual so you know annual trips and life is pretty decent you know and we're all able to meet at big mamas in the south when we do these annual family get togethers now on this one in particular daughter number one has actually received a high achievement but she's at a a place in her life where being a successful woman has made it very very hard for her to date So in trying to date, you know, she usually ends up with men that aren't as successful with her, you know, that after they find out what she does and how successful she is, they usually have to fall in part. 
you could actually associate the ideal of this character with the character played on Boomerang as Eddie Murphy's initial interest, right? So that character of a strong woman who knows how the quote-unquote game is played when it comes to interacting with positions of power. She's actually in a position of power, so she's more masculine in her presentation. And Eddie Murphy's character in the story, he was pretty much masculine until he ran into true masculinity, and it actually exposed him to more of a feminine type character when it came to dealing with masculinity. Now we're talking energies here. So similarly, daughter number one is similar with her dating. You know, in her world, she pretty much can just pick a guy. Like, you know, she has guys that work around her that are somewhat successful, but the guy she's interested in right now, you know, bedroom game is on point, but uh, he ain't successful like her. And so she pretty much deals with him as such, you know. However, she's at a point in her life where she's, you know, he kind of is like, well, what's the deal? You know, he's pressuring her, not pressuring her, but he's letting her see things from a different perspective of it's not all about money. I'm successful, too. Like once you get successful to a point, isn't it just about enjoying life? And she, he's just that's what really captivated her about him was he made her see things from a perspective where everything was pretty much just about the next step in the ladder of success for her prior but she realized she's bearing a lot of her desires of being a mother she doesn't have any children you know no in-depth relationship like that you know keep it pretty much on a physical controlling level and so when she has this annual dinner and all of the sisters are there with their kids and you know husbands are interacting and whatnot and it just becomes a breaking point for her when the sisters are going back and forth and they have a couple of cousins there that are also similar to the sisters two, uh, two, three, and four, where they, you know, just married into success. But however, some of them actually had, you know, the, the thing is it's, it's exposing conversations where they kind of use the idea of seeing how sister number one interacts with the children and you can see that she would love to have children just by the way she interacts with them but in turn they use it to say yeah you should get one type energy not directly saying it but just giving her the energy like yes you know it is a beautiful thing to have you know when you can have it but hey you have your career right and so on and so forth and she's able to defend herself and you know be like well i mean i wouldn't sacrifice my success for anything because you know at the same time it's not you know a position of power to have someone in power over you either when you can't make decisions for yourself so she's pretty good at defending herself in those type of confrontations however those initial shadow self feelings are still boiling up to where she is confronted by Big Mama when she sees her interacting with the the little ones and says, so when you gonna give me one of those? And that's when it happens internally. She breaks, but all of it was a build-up point to her personifying that energy and it being, have it delivered in a vessel to where you would 
have to confront it. Now, I'm hoping to get that actually made sometimes. Hey, shout out. Somebody hooked me up with Tyler Perry. I got to get that one put on film. I think that would be an excellent movie about sisterhood and the idea of inferiority versus supremacy where, you know, like it's all boiling down to the ego. As you can see, I have a common theme with this thing that I'm calling where I'm just recognizing they just put together it all started with stories we used to see lives and then those lives would be no more other than a recollection of those who are still living and the lives would be so great that you have to tell the story if you weren't there to see it you probably wouldn't have believed how great it was this is what began the idea of telling stories and making movies and then it just became something where we got imaginative like this is what's crazy to me They put us in a position where we come into this world and we're creative and imaginative only for them to tell us and groom us to become and tell us that that is not an adult thing to do. Be imaginative and creative only for if you ever end up doing it, you create a reality where you realize they was lying to you to keep you submissive to using your imagination and your creativity to add to their world because they lack the creativity and imagination. Or maybe they didn't like it. Maybe they were able to use the creativity and imagination to create you as someone adding to theirs. And you gave over to that energy. So you did the same thing in turns. You know, it's like that saying. I don't remember right now who said it, but build your dream or someone will hire you to build theirs. Now, I've been dealing with having helping others build their dreams for a long time and right now part of why i'm starting this podcast because i have to ventilate the fact that my most recent partnership is is coming to an end because i'm dealing with someone who is just the same they don't want to see me build success just help them build theirs as soon as i started to get to where in the position i was told and i quote you're making too much money what does that actually mean on a deeper level i always look at things beyond a surface level For someone to tell you something like that means they're already not even just pocket watching, but they're looking at you as if you're doing something undeserving, regardless of if you're earning it from your hard work. So that reflection is something that I would not want to see. So I am distancing myself and cutting business ties, which is, you know, those business is not an overnight thing always, but, you know, sometimes it can be a gradual thing. And I'm going through the, the gradual process as we speak. But I digress. The thing is, because I was in an inferior mindset where I didn't see the importance of building my own, someone hired me to build theirs and sold me, you know, everything that was needed to where they continue to grow. And ironically, it wasn't my first time. It's just 2020. So it's the time when I'm able to see it with crystal cut clarity. 2020 perfect vision so these are just some thoughts on being able to get yourself in a position to control your reality the idea that 75% of your reality is pessimistic already tells you that one positive thought is already going to be followed by three negative thoughts just because the structure of your reality and how it's being delivered back to you from those who would like to see you remain as a worker 
not somebody worth working for. We all have dreams and ambitions. And at the end of the day, like I said, I'm looking beyond the idea of currency where it's just fiat finance or something that is just give me a lottery ticket so I can go live. No, it should. It's not about that at this point. Like a lot of us were humbled this year to understand that really it's just about being able to wake up and go about your day without having to answer to someone else to be able to provide for yourself. That's really what it boils down to. We're all on the race for that. But I'm also taken to the lyrics of Sweet Dreams, one of my favorite songs, because I was born in the best era when it comes to music. The 80s. (laughs) I know, I know. Let's not start the argument, but follow me. You know, sweet dreams are made of these. And who am I to disagree? I've traveled the world in the seven seas and everybody's looking for something. Now, some of them want to use you. Some of them want to be used by you. And some of them want to abuse you. And some just want to be abused. Now, to truly understand that as your God self, position yourself in don't necessarily be quick to put on the morality suit okay where you start talking about right and wrong because we come into this world the most manipulative beings in existence the first time you experienced no it was like um what does that mean And the innocence of a child allow that to pass. But if we really are honest, we're the closest to the spirit when we're in our adolescence. And as we learn from humans that have existed in the physical prior to us how to be human, we a lot of times give over that spiritual connection, which also ties back to the creativity and imagination that we lose. Where a child that has the invisible friends is not really ever taught to understand that you're actually perceiving the spiritual realm from which you came and you're able to communicate with that still because you're closest to it. And that's some that's an energy that was close to you then and it's close to you now and it will be close to you when you return. I often ponder the idea, what if this thing is just like Earth and then we like aliens on some other planet, like on this higher being, higher self type ideal. And as technology looks like it's going to catch up to reality, then we can't even see the the fact like I've heard um, Elon Musk has um, set up a a allegory uh, surrounding the idea that if you look at the evolution of of video games from the 8-bit you know from Pong and to the evolution now if it was to continue at this pace it would be equivalent to our vision now and it's it's similar to a song that I'm actually going to use one of these podcasts to use more of my lyrical understanding and the music that I create which was AI is turning VR resolution to that of a human. I'm not sure if you're aware, but they already have 7D zoos in China where they have technology that's able to let animals walk around you. You've seen Oculus and, and things of that nature, and that's an interesting name that I would do some research for. 
<laughs> but I digress. We are never really groomed in a position to see a lot of our reality. But one of the things that happened to me is I just would see things and I'm like, why are they doing that too? <laughs> and I was oblivious to most of these things until I entered a point in my life where I, as I was pursuing music professionally, I entered a conversation where someone uh, uh, alluded to something that was uh, before the word Illuminati became pop culture I was alluded to something that was a, what would be considered an Illuminati ritual and, and I had to play along like I knew what they were talking about but it actually beckoned my research to start being like what is he talking about now as I start seeing different things like the whole hand over the eye or the um, you know index pinky over the thumb, you know, which is called the pox by the Church of Satan's Anton LaVey when he was in the 80s. What a great era, right? Had the, the I think he was on Donahue or some show like that, some talk show, and he's explaining to the audience. Now, if we really look at it, it was really that when the 70s and 80s came and they started to push more of an agenda. See, I'm starting to digress again, so I'm going to have to make another show about that. <laughs> But let's get back to it. We have to see that there's a lot to this reality that we are not being privy to, you know. And I think as I talk about black and white, red and blue, I'll actually be able to dive into that because I'm leaving that title just the same. I'm going to wrap this one up. As you see, I'm going to do my best to try to stay under 20 minutes with these just to give you something to chew on and get back to, you know. But, um, yeah, this is that talk. You know we got that talk. So let's talk. We're going to come back on the next one.